Welcome to the Metropolitan UMC Podcast. We are located at 3385 Metropolitan Church Road in Indian Head, Maryland. Our pastor is the Reverend Daryl K. Mason Sr. And now, today's podcast. Amen. So on today, we have a special guest speaker. Uh, We have a special treat for you today. I just want to say a few words about our guest speaker today, Minister William Green. He is a graduate of the Lancaster Capital Bible Seminary here in uh, the local area, uh, where he received his Master of Divinity degree. He is a senior HR manager for for the FAA. And just a little thing, a couple things about uh, Minister Green, uh, we uh, were in ministry together at Westphalia United Methodist Church. That was the place that we were before we came here to Metropolitan. And I just want to say a couple things. You know, there's a lot of things you can read from, from a bio, but there's certain things that the bio won't capture. I just want to first of all tell you that this is a brother that loves the Lord. Uh, this is a brother that is committed. Uh, he is a person that can be your mentor as well as your cheerleader. Uh, And one thing that you can look at his walk, you can look at his family, and you can see how the Holy Spirit has continued to bless him. Also want to let you know he's a Georgia Bulldogs fan. Uh, So don't talk about the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, You might see the wrong side of him come out. Uh, But just want to let you know he is my brother in Christ. And after we do our virtual hug, uh, the next voice and the next message that you will hear from the Lord today will be that of Minister William Green. But we're going to do our virtual hug first. So are we ready? Everybody out there, this is the thing we do, our Minister Green. Uh, Being that we're not in COVID, we don't pass the peace, but we're going to do a virtual hug. So virtual hug, everybody. We feel the love. We feel the love. We feel the love. Amen, amen, and amen. So at this time, please put your hands together for Minister William Green as he comes to share the word of God. you all. God bless you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Uh, Can you all hear me all right? Is this mic picking up? Amen. I'm just so glad to be back here at Metropolitan. I've been here a couple of times and every time I've been blessed and just giving honor to God who's the head of my life. uh, Giving honor to the angel of this house. My friend. My cheerleader. uh, (laughs) Reverend uh, Mason and his lovely wife, uh, Michelle, and then to my wife, who follows me everywhere I go. I thank God for it. Amen. Keeps me grounded and lets me know if I'm going too far, too much, and my wife, Rochelle, and I thank God for her. I'll bring you greetings from Westphalia United Methodist Church, uh, where I'm under the leadership of uh, Reverend Dr. Timothy West. I'm just glad to be in your midst this morning. Amen. Is anybody but me glad to be in the house of the Lord uh, this morning, huh? I know we're in a social distance environment, but God is still good. Amen? I know we we can't do what we want to, but we can let God know that we love him just for being God and God all by himself. Amen? I brought you a word from the Lord this morning. I'm not intending to hold you long, but I just want to, if you would, 
to go over to uh, Mark chapter 1, as I scrolled it up here, Mark chapter 1, uh, verses 40 to 45. Mark 1, verses 40 to 45. And it reads, and if you uh, uh, will stand for reference to the word of God, wherever you are, if you're able to. And it reads, now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but he was outside in deserted places, and they came to him from every direction. I want to focus in on verse 41 one more time. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, and touched him, and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. Thank God for the reading, the hearing, and most of all the doing of his word. You may be seated in the presence of God. Amen. From those verses today, I want to kind of speak just for a short time on the sermonic uh, title of Just a Touch. Amen? Just a Touch. Let's go to the throne of grace. Father in heaven, we thank you right now, Lord, for this awesome opportunity, Lord, to bring the word to these, your people, Lord. We ask right now that you remove Will Green out of the way and replace me, Lord, with the Holy Spirit that I will say only that which you have for me to say. Make my tongue the willing pen writing on these the hearts of your people. And we'll be so careful to be, to give you the honor. In your name we pray. And all that agree say amen. amen. Just a touch. You know, how many of y'all every now and then sometimes this needs a touch uh, from the Lord? Anybody here ever been in a position where you kind of felt overwhelmed uh, a place where you felt something was missing or that the world just didn't make any sense anymore. You know, the feeling of blah, that feeling of I just don't care. I just, I mean, I'm in this feeling of I just don't care. You feel beat up and worn down. You search and you search for answers and you just can't seem to find them. People sow into your life and, and, and them sowing into your life barely moves the needle. You look for ways to cope only to find none until you are reminded of the power of God, reminded of the fact that God can do everything but fail, that, that God has promised us that he would never leave us or forsake us, that our Jehovah God is available to meet our needs, and all we might need is that touch, that all we may be required is a touch from Jesus. Uh, as I was going through my momentary setbacks, I lost my mother some seven, eight months ago. And, and you get in these ruts every now and then. Amen. And as I was going through my time uh, most recently, I was reminded that not only that God good, but that sometimes we got to let God know that we need him. Amen. So we need to admit to ourselves and, and God that, Lord, I'm fighting 
for a touch, huh? Lord, I, I, I need your touch. Lord, I'm, I'm going to press uh, to your touch because I know that it's only your touch that can pull me out of my current situation, huh? It, it takes a bit of effort every now and then, but in the end, I'm a witness that it will be worth it. You see, we live in a world sometimes that's enamored with getting the max return out of the most minimal effort, huh? Obsessed with getting more for less. Focused on getting the greatest output from the least input. And that mindset sometimes bleeds, huh, into our devotion to our calling, huh? It sometimes bleeds uh, into our devotion to our church. It bleeds into our devotion in our walk with Christ. We, we, we want that house on the hill, but somehow we just don't want to do it. We want, we want to do it without exerting the effort required, huh? We want that position of power and prestige, but somehow we want somebody to just drop it in our lap. We want God to move on our behalf, huh? But sometimes we just wanted him to do it on our terms, huh? We search for ways to make life easier, make life grander. And our desire is that it be done with the least amount of effort, least amount of discomfort. And we want it to be exactly what we want. I stopped by this morning and let you know that sometimes, y'all, we, we got to show some effort to get to where we want to be. Sometimes we got to put our heads back and move with steadfast determination if we expect things in our life to change. Huh? Sometimes we must push past societal expectations and, and limitations and, and let our master know that we need them. Sometimes we just got to let God know that we're in need of that touch. We're in need of that Jesus touch. The songwriter put it this way. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that filled my soul. Something Happen, and now I know he touched me, and he made me whole. Sometimes we need that touch of wholeness, y'all. Aren't you glad we serve a God that requires, that only requires us that we serve him with our heart and our soul, and he'll give us the desires of our heart. That's good news this morning, y'all. As we look at the passage that claims our attention this morning, we find Jesus doing some awesome ministry work. If you, if you look further early up in, in chapter 1, you'll find that he cast out the unclean spirit in the man. Huh? He healed Peter's mother-in-law. He moved on to Galilee, continuing to, to cast out demons and healing many. And later on, we find Jesus healing the man with that radical faith. Y'all know him, the one that couldn't get to him, but he had his friends drop him down through the roof. Uh, but, but sandwiched in between these events, uh, Jesus heals a leper. More than the location, huh? More than the cast of players, more than the healing, I'm more impressed with the things that surrounded this event. Here is a man who knew only that he had an incurable disease. A man who was ostracized by society. Anybody here ever been in a situation where people ostracized you? Who had been labeled an outcast. A man experiencing a, a pitiful existence brought on by a disfiguring disease. Some of us are in disfiguring situations right now. Yet here he stood, huh? Yet here he came. Here I declare he had faith. Oh, he was not part of the elite, but here. He stood, huh? 
he was not part of the deacon board, but, 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 but he came anyway, huh? He was not part of the in crowd, but, but he, he knew something about Jesus. He knew Jesus had the power to heal. He knew Jesus had the power to deliver. He knew Jesus had the power, I declare, to change his situation. See, 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 see. We, we, we know Jesus is able to do everything but fail. Uh, we, we, we ought to know that he can move us from our point of desperation to our point of celebration. Huh? We ought to know that he can take us from despair huh, to deliverance, from helplessness to hopefulness, from, from depression to determination. See, we ought to know a little bit about Jesus. The leper believed in the power of Jesus and had confidence, I declare, that Jesus could heal him. The leper had no doubt about Jesus' power. Uh, and this shows great faith and great awareness because as far as we know, uh, Jesus hadn't at that time healed a leper in his ministry. So he came with a, a healthy dose of faith in that they everyone knew that God could heal a leper, but, but there was no cure and no one just got better, huh? No one just got better. I mean, we in the midst of a pandemic uh, and everything, so we kind of have some idea of stuff going on that we don't have an answer for. But, but see, even back then, you couldn't just go to the ER. Hmm? You couldn't go to MedStar, huh? CVS wasn't open yet, and home calls didn't exist. Uh, a leper would never get better without a direct healing from God. Some of us got to make a direct pathway to God. But, but, but here he still came, and he came boldly. This man comes to Jesus boldly, but then humbly. He comes beseeching him, asking him with humility in a position of pleading and begging. But he comes without presuming. Lord, he said, if you're willing, huh? Uh, we can learn a little bit from this, huh? Some of us go to the Lord expecting him to do it just because he ought to do it, huh? He comes home humbly. Some of us go into church with the mindset of entitlement. Lord, I come to church every Sunday, huh? Uh, well, I, I charge time in on Facebook. You are supposed to bless me, huh? I pay my tithes. I pay at my tithes, huh? So, Lord, you just ought to come and see about me. Lord, I feed those who are less fortunate at least twice a year so I'm entitled to your undivided attention on a consistent basis but here he comes without doubting uh, he says you can make me clean and he came looking for a touch he didn't even know what he was looking for only that Jesus had it he might have known what but he knew who some of us, just, uh, we don't know what God is going to do, but we know he can do it. We ought to be fighting to get to a God that we know can do it. huh? He may not have known how, but he knew it was possible through God. huh? He may not have known when, but he knew Jesus could. You see, quiet as is kept, it was all in that touch. All he needed was that touch, not any touch, uh, but the touch of Jesus. Oh, the touch of Jesus is wonderful. It's soothing, it's comforting, it's refreshing. When Jesus touches you, things just seem to change, huh? Anybody been in a situation where Jesus touched that thing and, and it's kind of like the mightiest touch 
uh huh, uh, you know, whatever. Some of y'all might be familiar with Keith Sweat and that song, Just a Touch. I don't know. I know. Come on now, y'all. Y'all ain't everybody here. Come on now. Help me out here. Summertime, that touch is what we're looking for. But when Jesus touches your situation, perspectives change. I don't know about you, but every now and then, I need a touch, huh? That touch from your significant other is nice, but Jesus' touch is oh so much better, huh? That comforting, reassuring touch from a friend, a relative that tells you, son, everything going to be okay. Uh, it's all right, but, 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 but Jesus' touch is better. There's power, I declare, in his touch. Huh? There's healing in his touch, peace in his touch, joy, rest, and soul-saving salvation in his touch. But more critical and more importantly, there are three other things in his touch, and I'm going to say them, I'm going to get out your way. And one of them is uh, his touch. He is compassionate. I want you glad we serve a compassionate God. Verses 40 to 42 says, And Jesus moved by compassion, put forth his hand, and he touched him, and said, I will be thou clean. Jesus put out his hand and touched him. Jesus healed many people in many different ways, but here he chose to heal this man with a touch. He could have spoken a word, huh? Or even just a thought, and this man would have been healed. But Jesus used a touch. Well, why was a touch so important? Well, because people were forbidden to touch this man on account of his leprosy. Ain't it, ain't it amazing how God meets you at your point of need, huh? Uh, since his disease was in his advanced stages, he had been a leper for a long time, a long time since he felt a loving touch, and Jesus felt that. Jesus touched the untouchable. He touched the unchangeable. He cured the incurable, and in the process, he showed that he was not bound by any of these man-made limitations. Oh, I'm so glad I serve a God that ain't limited by nothing. Amen. He went beyond that which man could do because that's the type of God that we serve. He saw a need and answered it uh, compassionately. Aren't you glad we serve a compassionate God, a God that will look beyond our faults huh, and focus purely on our needs, a God that will look beyond our shortcomings and, and zero in on our potential and our possibility. Oh, this leper had issues. He, he had been cast out. Uh, Jewish law had placed him in the stairway zone. He was probably a little bit untidy. Y'all can just figure that. Disfigure, but Jesus saw fit to meet him at his point of need with a touch. Many of us have been in disfigured situations, and, and God came to see about us. That disfigured relationship, huh? God came to see about you. That disfigured bank account. God came to see about you. That disfigured uh, place that you are worried that you had no business being. God came to see about you. I've been there. And God has came. And sometimes it takes a touch just to get you out of that situation. As horrible as this suffering is, the worst part of having leprosy was the way people treated you. huh? Anybody here ever been treated in a way that, that you think that, that people just look down at you? He stretched out his hand of compassion and feel that need. We want to be like Jesus, huh? But we race past those who've been cast out by society. We want to be like Jesus, but we stay in our $500,000 homes without any regard huh, for those in need. huh? We want to be like Jesus, or, or, or really, do we? Do we really want to be like Jesus? See, my Jesus is compassionate. He's caring. He's selfless. 
And the compassion in his touch is in the dialogue. The compassion, my friends, is in our ability to reach out and not only give a little money, but tell somebody about a God who can change situations. Even in this pandemic, y'all, we ought to be able to tell somebody about Jesus socially distanced, huh? Social distance doesn't mean we can't connect somebody with the word of God. I can talk to somebody six feet away and tell them Jesus loves you, huh? I can put my mask on and tell them Jesus cares about you, huh? I can do that even in a socially distant situation. We are not to be in forgetting about what God can do. So Jesus' touch was compassionate, but it was also immediate, huh? God is an immediate God. When God moves, he moves immediately. When he cast out the unclean spirit early in chapter 1, it happened immediately. When he uh, healed Peter's mother-in-law, it happened immediately. When the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment, she was healed immediately. See, we, 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 we serve an immediate God, huh? I was once blind, y'all, but now I see he did it suddenly. Amen. I was headed in the wrong direction, and God turned me around and placed my feet on solid ground. He did it suddenly, huh? He changed my walk. He changed my talk, and he did it suddenly. Our God moves like that because we serve a God that gives us immediate resources. We ought to want to reciprocate, however, in like manner. I often wonder why, even though we serve an immediate God, are we so deliberate, huh, when it comes to obeying the word of God? Why are we so deliberate when it comes to our service? Huh? Why are we so deliberate when it comes to our worship and proclamation of our faith? By deliberate, let me make it clear. I mean slow. Huh? Uh, his touch is immediate, but our response sometimes hinders God's word. He tells us that he wants you to preach his word, and you respond with God. Let me pray about that thing. Hmm? He whispers to you he wants you to work on the usher board, huh? And you respond, well, well, well hold on, Lord, uh, you know I ain't got patience to deal with all them folk, huh? Uh, you don't know. Your presence may make all the difference in the ministry, hey? Huh? His touch is immediate. Our response is sometimes the issue. He tells us it's time to move, and we respond. Oh, I'm comfortable right where I'm at. I'm comfortable, Lord. Uh, his touch is immediate, and if we respond in kind every now and then, the benefit of that touch can and will be immediate as well. It's all I declare in the church. That touch, when Jesus touches you, things change. When Jesus touches you, situations turn around. When Jesus touches you, people look at you differently. It's not what, the, what you're going through. It's the Jesus touching how uh, we respond. is how it, it, it gets across to the people that see us. It's all in the touch. So we have a compassionate, immediate God. But then his touch was also, and finally, his touch was also cleansing. Amen. It said it right there in verse 40. Two, it says, and he was cleansed. His touch is clean. I mean, oftentimes we focus on the healing aspect of this event, but in actuality, it's the cleansing that we should be so excited about. Although Jesus can and will heal our physical body, uh, I declare that's not his primary concern. Although Jesus can bless us real good, that is not his primary purpose. Although Jesus can do anything but fail, his primary purpose is providing salvation and providing for us a pathway for a closer walk with him. He does that just, he doesn't just want to heal your body, but he wants to heal and cleanse your soul. 
He doesn't just want to bless you with materialistic gain, huh? He, he wants to bless you with spiritual change. He doesn't just want to be looked upon when you have need. He wants us to look to him when he has need of us. Every now and then, we ought to not only go to God when we need him, we ought to go to God when we think he might need us for service, commitment, worship. I must clarify, God does not need us, huh? Let me rephrase that. Let me let me let me emphasize. God doesn't need us, but he wants us to position ourselves to satisfy the needs of kingdom building. God can do everything that's being done all by himself. But he wants us to share in that thing. Amen. He wants so he gave us dominion over the land. And sometimes we got to intercede and, and be intentional. I'm reminded that that, that, that we uh, can do nothing without God. Huh? And God will do nothing without us. Doesn't mean he can't, but he won't. So he's looking for us to be in there. Amen. Those needs can be satisfied only by his touch. What could cleanse a man of such a disease in a moment aside from God's power? What could heal a man of such a terrible disease but Jesus? See, his touch is powerful. His touch is cleansing. And if God can and will do this for a stranger, hmm, just imagine what he can do for us, his children. Think about that. If he'll do that for a man that didn't know and didn't have a relationship with him, just imagine what he can do for each one of us who have a relationship. This was leprosy, but some of us have a disease called bitterness. We need some healing. Amen. Uh, this was leprosy, but some of us have a disease called selfishness. We need healing from that. Some of us are, are suffering from stubbornness. Some of us are suffering from this plain old being mad all the time. This was leprosy, but some of us are suffering from heavy hearts. Y'all know them hearts that are heavy sometimes, and you can't seem to find your way. I know because I've been there. I'm there. I'm there every now and then. I sit up and I stare because I sometimes there's a hole in my life that I believe that can't be filled except by the touch of Jesus. Huh? Oh, I love my wife dearly, but she can't feel the hole that was left by God taking my mama home. Huh? Only Jesus can do that. This was leprosy, but somebody in the sound of my voice is in need of a fresh perspective, in need of a touch from Jesus that will remind them just how good God is. See, every now and then we, we need that cleansing Church, we need God to come in and, and clean up some things, huh? We don't need him just to heal. We need him to clean the drawer on the other side of the kitchen. Amen? We need him to go in the, in the pantry and sweep that up, huh? We need him to go in there and wipe around our baseboards of our lives and clean that up. That's what we need Jesus to do. Amen? Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law with a touch. He healed the woman with the issue of blood with a touch. Huh? He healed the leper with his touch. But Jesus wants us all to know that this was not and is not his primary purpose. Amen? Oh, he can and he will do it, but Jesus came to deliver, huh? He came to redeem, huh? He, he came to set the captives free. He came to save. He came to cleanse and it's all in the touch. Jesus went on to tell the leper something that he will repeat many times, and that was to tell nobody about what I did. And you know how long that lasted, right? 
he went out and ran out and told everybody, huh? I think Jesus, I don't think Jesus was trying to keep it a secret, but I think Jesus wanted people to come to him, not for uh, what they needed, but I think he wanted them to come to him for salvation, huh? I think Jesus is more interested in the cleansing aspect than the physical healing aspect. There's healing in his touch, but we must remember that forgiveness, redemption, and cleansing are all byproducts of that touch. Or when he touches you, huh, he doesn't just touch that situation. It kind of bleeds into other areas of your life. That's the kind of touch I want from Jesus. Since I met this blessed Savior, since he cleansed and made me whole, I would never cease to praise him. I'll shout it while eternity rolls. Sometimes when things happen in our life, we can't help but tell somebody about what Jesus has done. But let them know that Jesus is concerned about their salvation. The cleansing was in the church, but wrapped up in the church is the authority of Jesus. He said, I'm willing. Be clean, huh? What situation in your life could stand a touch? Think about it. What situation in your life could stand a little scrubbing, a little cleaning, a little attention to the master cleaner? Jesus is standing by saying, I'm willing. Hmm? Be healed. He's saying, I'm willing. Be blessed. I'm willing. Situation is working out in your favor. I'm reminded that late in the midnight hour, huh? oh, when it's at this darkest point, God is yet working things out in our favor. Uh, somebody told me a long time ago that the sun rises at the point where it's the darkest of midnight. When it gets to the darkest point of the night, that's when the sun starts to breaking over the horizon. Sometimes when your situation gets to its darkest point, that's when Jesus is getting ready to do something in your life. I'm willing your relationship is improved. I'm willing. Jesus is willing, but are we humbling ourselves and giving it all to him? Are we willing to answer his call after he's answered ours? Are we willing to allow God's compassionate touch and immediacy of his touch to truly cleanse us so that we can go and tell a sin-sick world about a man who can make a difference in their lives. Amen. We, we know a man who can not only turn water to wine, but your pain to joy, your anxiety to peace. A peace, I declare, that passes all understanding. A peace that the world may not understand as you're going through your issues of life. The touch of Jesus will move you to want to tell the world about a man who not only delivered Daniel out of the lion's den, but is able to deliver you out of your dens of depression. How do I know? Because he's done it for me. Amen. Uh, tell him about a man who's not only delivered those three Hebrew boys out of the fiery furnace, but a man who's standing by to take care of your life flare-ups. Huh? He's willing, he's able. He's willing, he's ready. He's willing, and he wants to. And that man's name is Jesus. Sometimes we just need to press our way to Jesus. From the pulpit to the back pew, sometimes Jesus reminded me in the midst of my situation that I'm still where I've always been. I ain't left. You just got to fight your way to me. Give me a clean heart is my prayer every day, and only Jesus can do that. David over in Psalms said, purge me with hyssop that I shall be clean. The touch of Jesus means different things to different people, equally different at different times at a person's life. I don't know what you may be going through, but Jesus is the answer. The thing we must remember is that where the need is great, Jesus is there to touch. All we need is the faith of a leper who was humble enough to admit that he was in need and recognize that Jesus was the only one who could satisfy their need. Stop running to Oprah. Hmm? Stop running to Dr. Phil. 
Stop running to Facebook and Instagram and to your friends uh, and run to Jesus. For the Jesus that touches us must be willing to reach out and touch him. If we would do that, then most certainly he'll reach back and touch our lives with that touch that brings wholeness. He touched me, huh? Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy <laughs> that fills my soul. I ain't going to sing that. I wish I could sing. I tried doing that one time, and it failed on me. <laughs> Something <laughs> happened. And now I know. Amen. He touched me, and he made me whole. My wife is sitting there saying, thank you for not singing. <laughs> you know, uh, the touch of Jesus is sometimes all you need, saints of God. And I declare I know it because he's, I'm not telling you what I know from somebody telling me. I'm telling you what I know because I've been through it. If you're sitting here this morning, as we go to our invitation, amen. If you're sitting here this morning, are you on Facebook? Uh, peering in, if you're sitting in your living room having your coffee and you want to access that touch, well, you came to the right place, huh? It's available to you and, and with minimal effort on your part. You want something that doesn't require a lot of effort, you came to the right place, huh? This is one of those times that you can get the max results out of a minimal input. All you got to do is say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I surrender. Jesus, I'm coming because I don't have any place else to go. And when you get to that point, when you get to a point, saints of God, friends and family, that, that you don't have anywhere else to go, I declare Jesus is sitting there saying, good, I got you exactly where I want you, huh? You see, I got you where, you, where you've come to me because you need me. You come to me because you know you can't do it by yourself. See, some of us get wrapped up to say, I can still do this thing by myself. And God is saying, no, you can't. You see, all you got to do is come down to the altar, type in, or, or well, let the people here on Facebook know uh, and give your heart to Christ. Confess your sins, acknowledge that he died for you and rose on the third day with all power in his hand. And you'll be saved. And I promise your life will never be the same. And for those of you who need God to kind of embark in, 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 in and in, in place itself in your life. Some of you who are saved and on the right side that just need God to touch you this morning. See, 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 one thing I'm reminded of and God reminded me of is that even the saints of God need a touch from Jesus every now and then. Uh, every now and then we need God to come and, and pick us up. And turn us around and, and pick us up out of our situations and place us where he wants us to be. Every now and then we sit up and we wonder, God, I'm your servant, but I'm going through. God, I'm your servant, but I need some help. God, I want to do your will. But God, you know, I, I, I just, I'm just in a place right now to where I can't see the forest for the trees. And God, I declare, oh, thank you, Jesus. Some of you God is working, amen. God is, is in a position. Sometimes people don't know what you're going through. 
y'all have no idea what you're going through. I mean, we smile and we do what we do on a daily basis, but as you lay me down to sleep, uh, it rushes back and, and, and you, re you are reminded that there are things that are going on that you need some help from Jesus. Sometimes we want to be strong. We want to, to, to show our best side. We don't want nobody to see us cry. Nobody to see us beaten down. But God knows. See, God, eh, you, you can't fool God. God knows. And God is there and he's willing and he's able. And he's looking for those of us to admit to him that we need a touch from Jesus. Not we, but I need a touch. Huh? I need God to kind of pick me up every now and then and let me know that he still is my savior. Give me what I need to make it to tomorrow, Lord, because you know I'm in a downward trend right now, you all. And sometimes we just got to go to God. And I thank God that I have that platform. I have that reassurance. I have that reality. I have that knowledge that God can and God will. Amen. And sometimes we just got to trust him. And the question is, will you trust him this morning with what you're going through? Because if you trust God, I declare he won't let you down. God bless you this morning. God keep you. And God continue to show himself mighty in your life. Amen. Amen. Let's have another hand for Minister Green. Amen. Amen. We just pray that we would allow God's message a touch from the Lord. We certainly all need a touch from God. So at this time, we're going to have our virtual altar call. And as the praise team comes at this time, wherever you are assembled, we ask that you would just center yourselves as we go to the throne of grace. And so we shall pray at this time as the praise team is getting in place. Dear Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we love you so much today. We worship you, Father. And Lord, there might be someone out there that needs your touch that's praying right now. Father, we pray that you would hear their prayer. We pray, we pray that you but here, Lord, if they're crying out, if they're in a bad situation, if they're in a disfigured situation, Father, we pray that you would hear their call. So whatever people are praying for now, whether it be for healing, whether it be for a situation that needs to be fixed, for a troubled relationship, Father, we call on you now. Hear our prayer. We pray for those that are going through bad situations at work. We pray for those that are needy, for those that don't know where their next meal might be coming from, don't know where that next rent or mortgage payment might be coming from. Father, we pray that you would make yourself present in that situation. And right now, Father, we thank you for all that we've done. We thank you for our preaching today. We thank you for the word. Lord, we love you. And Lord, we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church and ministries, please visit us at www.metroumcindianhead.com. Until next time, peace and blessings.